It's time to line them up. Opening lines, line moves, and how money is moving the sports betting market. Line them up with Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Get ready to place your bets. Welcome back. Hour two here on BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm Aaron Hawksworth alongside Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. And it is time to line them up. So what we're going to do is take a look at the NFL games that we really like this weekend. So it's kind of going to be a round robin. Um, we'll go through some of the games we like. And we'll start with Joe G. Um, tell us, Joe, start with one of the games that you are really um, keeping your eye on, whether you're already placed a bet or just something you like in general. Yeah, I can't wait for the Niners at the Eagles on Sunday. One o'clock in Philadelphia, home opener for the Eagles. Obviously, they, you know, New coach, new new starting quarterback at home. Uh, his first year as a starter now, Jalen Hurts. I I think this game. You, know, you ever have a game once in a while where your first read is exactly how it kind of looks on the board? Like when I first saw the the when I looked at the schedule for this week before I looked at any of the lines or anything, just off of what we saw last week with the Niners winning in Detroit, Eagles winning in Atlanta. I said my first thought was like 27-24 Niners. It felt like a Niners win, but I think the Eagles will keep it close. I think it's high scoring. Well, you look at Fanduel. The uh, the total is uh, 50 and a half, which is right mm-hmm. around where, where I'm talking about. The the spread is three and a half in favor of the Niners. If you look at the um, total points, you, you could you know wager on either team. Niners, the away team points is 27. The home team points is 23 and a half. Like this game feels like it's lined up on the board exactly the way I thought it would be. I think the Eagles are going to move the football on the Niners. They're going to miss Jason Verrett, their corner, who went out last week, and they couldn't stop the Lions after that. I just am interested to see... Can the Philadelphia Eagles defense, which was really good last week against Matt Ryan, do it again? Because if they can, we got to start paying attention to them. The one thing about last week, they were very willing to let the, the Falcons run the ball. No explosive plays. Go ahead. You want six yards a pop? You want five yards? Take 15 plays to get down the field. The Niners do that better. The Niners do that as well as anybody. They'll just take those eight-yard runs. That's To me, that's where the game is. Can, can they kind of stop them in the red zone and keep this close? Yeah, no doubt. That's the key right there. And are the Eagles going to be as efficient in the red zone? Three for three with touchdowns last week. Uh, Terrific run at home. Lincoln Financial, they're five and one against the spread over their last six games. But something I just keep going back to is San Francisco and Detroit a week ago. And I don't want to put too much on on that one game is I kind of wrestle with, okay, do we look at this Lions team and say they're going to fight, or do we look at it and completely throw it out and say that San Francisco dominated 58 minutes of that game? It was 41-17 to 17 when they were at that two-minute warning. Yards per play, they had eight second-best in the league last week. They had the, most ex- the, the best explosive play rate. So is that going to continue? Because you're, you're right, that's it. The Niners' offense against the Eagles' defense – which side has the advantage? I, I I would go with San Francisco just because of the way the game is played right now. Give me Shanahan and, and his uh, play calling there. But the, the, the Verrett thing is going to be big. How much are they going to use Mitchell and what's he going to be able to do? Uh, I think it's a fascinating game. And it's three and a half. It, it was three for, in, for a short period of time. Uh, it opened at three, but uh, three and a half. It hasn't moved much here. Juice a little bit on the Eagle side. I do like San Francisco minus three and a half, but it wouldn't surprise me if this ends up being a field goal game. Mm -hmm. All right. I kind of like Philly here. 
The Niners, back-to-back games on the East Coast. I think they're staying in, like, West Virginia. They lost mm-hmm. Verrett, as Joe G mentioned. Now Raheem Moster. Um, I think it's going to kind of go back to last year. I mean, it's injury after injury. It's only after one week. They're probably – the players on the Niners in the locker room might be going, oh, great. Here we go again. I mean, I don't know. That could be what's going through their head. It could be sort of a defeating um, type of mindset. They're not at home. They're probably out of sorts on the East Coast. They can't sleep in their own beds. I think that catches up to them. The Eagles look good. They're a young, talented team. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, these guys are probably licking their chops. And I think I think Philly has a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum. I'm leading on maybe taking Philly with the upset. Uh, something that I think is worth pointing out, because uh, Shanahan knows what he's doing with the East Coast trips. And so when you have the back-to-back roadies, like you mentioned, he stays out there, which I think is the right approach. Uh, two bad teams. However, last year, he had the same thing early in the season. It was weeks two and three. He had the Jets and Giants in back-to-back weeks. Took out the Jets, 31-13. to Took out the Giants, 36-9. to so it's, it's interesting. I do like it when I see coaches that have a couple games back-to-back weeks in that Eastern time zone, and they stay out there instead of forcing these guys to travel back and forth. All right, Joe O, tell us your first game that you've got your eye on that you really like this week. Okay, this was not expected. This is not a game that I've talked uh, a whole lot about over the course of the week, but uh, here I am. There, there are a lot of people that are going to say, oh, man, the Raiders, they got lucky in that game, and they kind of did. Like the Ravens kind of handed them the game at the end mm-hmm. with uh, their inability to manage the clock. However, I think too many people are just saying, short week, flying across the country, you got to roll with the Steelers. The number always matters. And with this number of five and a half, it's just too much for me. Why did the Steelers upset the Bills? Well, there were some very fluky things that happened, including a late turnover and a punt return for a touchdown. Did they move the ball? No, not really. They were 28th in the yards per play in the entire league last week. Now they have the outstanding defense, but when you look at that box score, I mean, the Bills dominated. They ran 24 more plays than the Steelers. Um, their offensive line still stinks. Like they're right there with the Giants, worst in the league. And we saw Ngakwe and Crosby get after it on Monday night. So we could see a repeat there. Uh, Carr was terrific against that Ravens defense, especially once we got past the first quarter. Um, After the first quarter, on throws at least 10 yards down the field, Carr was 8 for 12 in the game. He had a lot of explosive plays from that Raiders offense. If we can see a little bit of that, it's not going to be as much because you're going to get to Steelers deep. But if we see a little bit of that explosion, I love Vegas getting five and a half points here. It's a lot of points. And you look at yards per play last week, Vegas around top 10, Steelers bottom five. Like, just one team. And, like, I, I watched the game. I watched a little bit of the replay last night, NFL Network. Ben can't throw anymore. Like, Ben Roethlisberger can't right. throw the football. That's a problem. Like, that, it's going to be hard to win and score consistently without the quarterback throwing the football. I'm with you. I, I do. I think the Raiders side is the right play. I think this is a really tough spot for the Raiders. On the road, mm-hmm. short week. We all remember that the Raiders won that Monday night football game 
but it was 17-10 heading into the fourth quarter. Let's not let the excitement of the fourth quarter and the overtime make us forget that wasn't the best quality game that we saw from the Raiders. Mm-hmm. They did make mistakes on Monday night. I don't see them going on the road on a short week and beating the Steelers. I just don't see it. I got a, I got an angle we could play on this. So you talk okay. about Ben being terrible. We talk, We saw the Raiders pass rush get after Lamar. Steelers, team total, under 26 and a half. Doesn't seem way too high. It does. Yeah. What's that? Good. What's that number again? 26 26 and a half. 26 and a half. When you said Steelers team total, I was expecting you to say something closer to 24. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're missing the key number 27, but are they getting past 21? 24, 24, 21 Steelers. They might have to score on special teams or defense again. Right, exactly. For them to get get past that number. Plus, Gruden in September, that's when you bet him. I mean, the the Raiders fade every year, late. Feel good. Should we move on? Yeah. All right, I'm going to take Vikings at Cardinals. Vikings plus three and a half. And I feel so dirty doing this because I make fun of Kirk Cousins all of the time. But. I'm really thinking about rolling with Kirk and the Vikings. I think the Cardinals will regress after that shocking 38-13 upset over the Titans. I mean, what are the chances? Chandler Jones has five sacks for a second straight week. And what are the chances that Kyler Murray throws for five touchdowns again against a better Minnesota defense? In the Vikings' week one loss to the Bengals, Minnesota's defense only surrendered six points in the game's final 34 minutes. The Vikings could have won that game last week if it weren't for a questionable call on what the referees ruled a Dalvin Cook fumble. So, how dare I say it? Going Vikings. It's not a crazy play. I mean, the, these two teams probably aren't that different in terms of overall skill level like they're probably both yeah. eight-ish win teams nine-ish win teams on talent i just there's a bad vibe around the vikings though i i, I after last week i can't <laughs> ignore it I, I mean i think on on the on like just the matchup aaron i think you're probably on the right side like this could be a really close game i could see that but i just like the coach hates the players the players hate the coach and i how do they block chandler jones i know they don't he's not gonna get five sacks i don't know how they block him and we all know kirk cousins like I'll, you know i'll say my good things about him but when pressure comes <laughs> Kirk's dumping it to the running back and getting a completion and not worrying about the, the sticks. Like, he's just, that's, he's not getting, you know, he's not, he doesn't handle pressure well. Um, it's, I think it's a difficult game to call. I think it's high-scoring game. I, I, I like the over in the game. So, the line movement is interesting. The look mm-hmm. ahead, before they played last week, it was Arizona minus three. Then the reaction to the Cardinals looking terrific against the Titans, and then the Vikings just giving it up in overtime to the Bengals, it goes to four and a half. And now we're back at three and a half. So let's come back to uh, that look-ahead number. Patrick Peterson revenge game. Maybe there's something going on there. Here's Patrick Peterson. Here's your revenge game. You get to go against Hopkins all game. Have fun with all that. Uh, Kyler off his five-touchdown game. Chandler Jones off his five-sack game. So you got Chandler Jones going up against a pathetic Vikings offensive line. I mean, here's the problem for me. Every, Every story has been negative with the Vikings A lot of penalties last week. Their offensive line was called for 11 penalties alone. So they they might be in trouble there. Last eight games, the Vikings are 0-8 against the spread. I don't want to step out and say this is the game that they're going to cover. It's been eight consecutive games. 
They have not covered. Cardinals offense was so explosive last week. Um, it was against a terrible defense, so we'll see if they can repeat that. I want to take the Vikings. I don't think I can. Yeah, and this All is right, a game that, Yeah, Sorry. that's I mean it's a game that will determine those two seasons, right? 0-2, 2-0. Those teams are headed one way or the other. All right, my second game, I'm going to Indianapolis. Colts and the Rams. This reminds me of last week. We had some people on, different guests on, said, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have to take the, the the Colts, right? They're at home, good coach, good infrastructure, getting points. I mean, I'm, we're here, we're saying it again this week. No, there's the Colts are in trouble. There, I was watching some highlights of Wentz last night, just some clips. He can't move anymore. I, I don't know if it's just he's close to 30 now, plus the surgery just had in his foot. He can't move. Hmm. They can't block. He can't move. A couple things in this game. The line went back down. It went up to four, went back down to three and a half. I love the Rams minus three and a half. They're going to they're pressure Carson Wentz. They're going to cause turnovers. And I think the Rams will, call, will create explosive plays. Here's a, a side to the game, too. Colts team total 23. I don't think they're going over that total against the Rams defense. I, I, re- I think this is a seven to 10 point Rams win on the road against the Colts. Sharp money on Indy. Mm-hmm. That's why it went right. back down. I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I get where you're coming from, but I've said it time and time again this week that I was not that impressed with the Rams. It was two big plays against the Bears secondary. Big mistakes by Eddie Jackson, the safety, and that was it. Like They had two big plays, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and that was, that was their offense. That's why they ended up with 7.7 yards per play for the game. Stafford, I guess he was good. I just didn't think he was as great as everybody else was saying. Um, the problem is... The reason I can't back the Colts is, one, you got Wentz. He's, I mean, look at the numbers just last week. It looks like a continuation of the previous season. One of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. And they're supposed to have a good defense, but they gave up explosive play after explosive play to Seattle. And now here's another tough team, probably a better offense in the L.A. Rams. Uh, they're one in six last seven home games against the spread. This Colts offensive line gave up three sacks, 10 quarterback hits. I can't back Indy. I just can't do it. Yeah, and we saw that Wentz against the Rams last year, week two. It was a blowout win on the road for the Rams to Philadelphia. Different teams, but we've seen this kind of matchup. He doesn't play well against this kind of defense. All right, count over the other side. We'll continue our favorite games. We'll look into them for week two in the NFL. Joe Giglio, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck UL Daily. Presented as always by FanDuel. The biggest game this Sunday is Kansas City versus Baltimore. And FanDuel Sportsbook is about to make it even bigger because FanDuel is giving new customers 30 to 1 odds on either team to win. That means you can end the weekend right by winning $150 on a $5 bet. Look, I can't go. I can't go away from the best quarterback of pro football. That is where my money always has to be. He is the guy, and I will take the quarterback of Kansas City to win every single time you give me a matchup. I'm going that side. Look, I love same-game parlays, and I love taking one here, maybe the overpass the yards, the over with the rush yards for the other quarterback. Just one of the reasons why I love FanDuel. It's easy to use, safe and secure, and those fast payouts are there when you win. Just sign up promo code BECQL this Sunday before the Chiefs take on the Ravens. You can win $150 on a $5 bet. Remember to use promo code BECQL so they know I sent you. 
Must be 21 and over and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued at non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. In Tennessee, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.